That's what makes us tough. We keep a coming. We're the people that live. They can't wipe us out. They can't lick us. The change has started, and the change in Detroit is real. We're back! Yeah, 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 yeah. Detroit, Michigan. Here, you can actually see what you do affect a great American city, and it's, it's hopefully historical comeback. Welcome into Opportunity Detroit. Hi, I'm Paul W. Smith. We'll welcome in Dion Chow and Alexis Madison, co-founders of Milk and Froth. Amber Shane will be here, an artist with a parallel. Philip Simpson, the artist with his story. As well as Sean Geller, co-founder and CEO of Quickly. It's all about Opportunity Detroit. And it's all right now. Detroit, Michigan. Next up on Opportunity Detroit, Amber Shane, a multidisciplinary artist born, bred, and proudly living in Detroit. Activating across the mediums of fashion, music, and performance, she's released three sneakers with Nike, performed with dozens of artists on the forefront of R&B and hip-hop, and modeled for various campaigns. Uh, Shane is, uh, Amber Shane is passionate about bringing the sounds and fashion of Detroit to a global audience and creating more community spaces for artists to express and build all over the world. Welcome to Opportunity Detroit, Amber Shane. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, it's our pleasure. Uh, A Parallel is Detroit's newest pop-up shop owned by Detroit's very own Amber Shane and your business partner, Mm -hmm. Rome Italy. Yes, yes, indeed. Which is a name that certainly gets attention. <laughs> yes, Rome is amazing. <laughs> Tell me about a parallel, really this cool uh, creative collective retail space. Tell me all about it. All right, so um, a parallel uh, was birthed during the pandemic. Um, me and Rome actually were thinking about like different ways we could create um, events and things like that for the culture. And we started um, having pop-ups, like in Detroit Eastern Market, and they were really successful. People were coming out um, very safe, though. We were were always um, very safe about everything. Um, We held everything in um, a loft building that was about 5,000 square feet, and people would come in and shop. Um, We started hand-picking clothing, vintage clothing from California, New York, and different places that we found, um, and we started having pop-ups. A parallel was birthed because we both are into fashion, art, and music. So, you know, they kind of run full circle and parallel to each other. So that's how we came up with a parallel. Um, I I do music. I've done music for quite some time. Um, I'm also really big in fashion. I uh, modeled for various campaigns, um, walked in Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week. Um, I've done a lot of things in fashion, and I also am I'm really acquainted into Detroit's art scene. So it was something that was like, okay, how can I be present in all three and create something in a hub for not just me, but other entrepreneurs in Detroit and um, all over so we birthed a parallel, 
and uh, it's just really pretty much taken off uh, and just really has been something that has been a good thing to to empower BIPOC and other LGBTQ individuals like myself. And and that's the whole point of a parallel being committed to what what you call radical inclusion, innovative creativity, mm-hmm. and environmental responsibility. Absolutely, yes. Um, a parallel. We're big on sustainability. Um, we're we're trying to save the earth, <laughs> so we're really big on um, just you know creating new sustainable fashion, um, reworking. Um, a lot of different pieces that come from different vintage pieces. We know I might take an old shirt and create it and make a new design um, for people to wear. Um, It's a really, you know, just a friendly, eco-friendly thing, but we also have other designs that we create that isn't sustainable, but we try to be inclusive with everyone and we try to create things um, that we feel will be sustainable for people. So the shop uh, will actually feature exclusive vintage clothing items, handbags, other accessories. Uh, where exactly is Detroit's newest pop-up shop, your apparel? So we are located at 1301 Broadway um, in Detroit, Michigan. And we are excited for everyone to come and view the space. Um, it's really, really unique when you see it. A lot of people, when they walk past, um, you know, they're peeking in because the windows are all clear. And, you know, it, we, we have a different look to our retail space. So it's kind of like, you know, what is this? You know, we have a backdrop in there for production for photographers. Um, there's a huge installation uh, with the piano, um, things that, you know, you wouldn't normally see in a retail space. So, um, yeah, it's, it's right on the corner of Gratiot and Broadway. All right. And, Amber, what would you say is one of the biggest things you've learned now as a business owner? Wow. Hmm. One of the biggest things I've learned is to prioritize risk. Um, I think I've, I've always taught myself to be so productive and constantly go, 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 go. But, um I think it is very, very important to just make sure you're organized and prioritizing rest. Um, I think it is something that uh, my ancestors um, really, really, really taught and was really um, important to them. So I kind of want to bring that back and um, prioritize rest. Uh, Shout out to the Nat Bishop and the Nat Ministry. She does a really good job at creating that platform for people to prioritize their rest. So, yes, I definitely would say that's the number one thing. Because when you rest, you have enough energy to, you know, help out and continue and keep going. And and how can our Opportunity Detroit listeners on WJR support your work? Oh, um, I would honestly say come out to our events. We have an event each Saturday where we cater to um, our customers. Well, we have things for holistic care. Um, DJs, things like that, special discounts, um, champagne, things like that. Very tasteful events for our customers to come out every Saturday. So just really be present um, and follow us on social media to stay um, in the loop of things. And, yeah, just be present and make sure that you guys 
support and come out to the events. Um, we also have a website, shopaparallel.com, um, and so on and so forth, yeah. Shopaparallel.com, the place to go for more information, shopaparallel.com. Did you, did you give thought to starting this company elsewhere, or but by being uh, this artist born, bred, and proudly living in Detroit, Detroit was the place you wanted to start the business? Absolutely. You know, I've, I've lived in New York, I live a little bit in California, and there's no place like home, right? And right. I love Detroit, and it's some type of energy and the people, and I'm familiar with these roots. I'm familiar with uh, the people in the community here. So it feels good to have a space that people can come to, and I'm like, wow, I might, I might see my second-grade teacher, right? So it's just fun, and it's uh, it's an amazing, amazing place. And I love Detroit, and I just have a, a really great relationship with Detroit. So I, I couldn't think of anywhere else but here. Excellent. And uh, is there anything else you'd like to add about a parallel, the work you do, the people you work with? Anything else? Um, I would say that it's for everyone. I want everyone to look at a parallel as a hub for all creators all entrepreneurs and people all over the world to be able to connect with us. And uh, it's very inclusive. Um, we are non-gender conforming. We are, we are very into um, being fluid. You know, um, there's no, we don't look at gender. We don't look at, we don't, we're not discriminatory of anything. We are, we're really, really open. And um, we just want to be inclusive with everyone, with all shapes and sizes when it comes to our clothing um, and yeah, I, I want people to definitely just check us out. Our first event is uh, Saturday, July 17th from 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. And yeah, I'm really excited. What, what'll happen uh, uh, Saturday, July 17th from 1 till 7 p.m.? What happens at your first event? So our first event will be, it will be our release of our new collection um, that I designed um and uh we are actually going to release that day um there are a few surprises that i don't want to say just yet okay keep them surprises um, i'm really excited yes 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 i'm really excited for people um to come and see what we have um but one thing i can share is that we will have uh, music we will have um special things for each customer the first 50 that show up so, yeah, I'm really excited for it. And um, there's going to be really great pieces from the new collection that people can uh, purchase. So, and, yeah, I'm excited uh, about it. And that's all going to be happening at your space at 1301 Broadway. Yes, yes. All right. And you can get more information, as we've said, at shopapparel.com. Shopapparel.com to see what the artist... Amber Shane is up to and what she's doing. And if you can be there Saturday, July 17th from 1 till 7 at 1301 Broadway, you'll be able to see and touch uh, the new collection and uh, and shop. So it all sounds good. Anything else yes, that you'd absolutely. like to Anything else you'd like to add, Amber? Uh, yes, also um, follow us on social media at a parallel um, and it's shop a parallel. Dot com, and yeah, that's pretty much it. And my um, 
Instagram is also Amber underscore Shane. Uh, Shane is spelled like the Detroit Shane, C-H-E-N-E. And yeah, that's it. I hope everyone have a lovely day. I hope you have a lovely day as well. Amber Shane, artist of A Parallel. And uh, again, available at 1301 Broadway or online at shopaparallel.com. And then their special first uh, big showing, Saturday, July 17th, from 1 till 7 p.m. Good luck to you, Amber. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh Uh-huh. As we continue on Opportunity Detroit. On Opportunity Detroit, we welcome Dion Chow and Alexis Madison, co-founders of Milk and Froth. And what a story they each have. Dion is a second-generation immigrant born and raised in Detroit. He began his professional career in high school selling real estate. After high school, he joined StockX when the team only had six people. He subsequently joined the newly formed startup SIFT, whose mission was to build tools to increase employee engagement, and was used by Quicken Loans over 30,000 team members. In 2017, Dion co-founded Rocket Mortgage Detroit Demo Day, that very successful demo day. He ran the pitch competition for four years before ultimately dedicating himself full-time to his rapidly growing ice cream company, Milk and Froth. Dion, by the way, graduated top of his class at the Penn State Ice Cream Short Course. Who knew there was a course called that? A 180-year-old ice cream course that taught many people, including Ben and Jerry. Now, Alexis has been in Detroit since attending Wayne State, where she studied marketing. She has past experience in project management and more recently product development alongside Milk and Froth. She co-founded professional networking platform, The Plain Sight, where she serves as chief product officer. Prior to that, she spent over seven years in small business management. Her creative proficiencies, like graphic design and digital illustration, have allowed the MF brand and online presence to flourish. Uh, we welcome Dion Chow and Alexis Madison to Opportunity Detroit. Nice to have you both here. It's great to be here. Thanks, Paul. Uh, I need to know, Dion. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Thanks, Adam. How you went from all the things I mentioned to kind of having an ice cream company on the side, milk and froth? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for asking. I hope you can hear me, okay? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so my partner Alexis and I, three years ago, um, we wanted great ice cream. And if you're uh, from the city of Detroit or live in the city of Detroit, you know that there's no great ice cream uh, in the city. And so when we looked around and we went to our favorite uh, major cities, Chicago, New York, San Francisco, uh, they all had great ice cream. And, in fact, uh, the ice cream places in these cities are institutions. So if you go to uh, Cleveland, everyone knows Mitchell's. If you go to the West Coast, everyone knows Salt and Straw. And Detroit just didn't have that. And so three years ago, uh, we sought out to make some of the best ice cream in the country right here in Detroit. It's amazing um, to, to think that you can say, with a degree of certainty, that you're proud to be serving some of the best ice creams in the country. And I guess because everything's made from scratch in your own production kitchen in Eastern Market, would that be the reason, Alexis? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, 
and Deanna will probably want to go really deep on the ice cream stuff, but we make everything from scratch. We make it in small batches, and we we don't use any of the artificial stuff, the flavors and the um, chemical stabilizers and emulsifiers that you're that you're going to find in almost every um, surprisingly almost every ice cream shop and ice cream in the store. And so um, we use a we have a huge emphasis on just using real ingredients. Um, and sort of like what people would expect they're getting, you know, when you get a butter pecan ice cream, you expect, or a strawberry ice cream, you expect that there's real strawberries in there. And oftentimes there's, there's actually not. So, um, yeah, it's simple ingredients, it's real ingredients, um, and it's what people would expect and what they deserve to have. Dion, I'm not kidding when I say I, I, if somebody asked me if there really was an ice cream course, at Penn State, I would say probably not. It, yet it's a hundred and eighty-year-old course. So, would would Ben and Jerry, who went through that same course, be your heroes, or do you just uh, just look at them as another competitor and you hope to unseat them? Well, we're, we're big fans of some of the Ben and Jerry's uh, ice creams, and uh, a lot of our personal ice cream shops across the country. We sort of. Uh, we coined this term called the third wave of ice cream, where, you know, it, it started off with just having ice cream at home, at the sliders. Uh, then it moved towards sort of the Ben and Jerry's uh, type ice creams. Uh, but now what we're seeing is this huge movement toward high-quality, uh, chemical-free ice cream. And so that's a whole new market out there. Uh, and, and we've seen a lot of success uh, not using... Uh, the chemical stabilizers and emulsifiers that, that Alexis mentioned. So um, we don't necessarily uh, are, are aiming to unseat them. We're just trying to make the best ice cream uh, anywhere, and uh, we've seen a lot of success with that. What would be the, the bottom line? A, a high-quality, chemical-free, that's something that I, I guess we always thought if we were buying premium ice cream, we were buying the best ice cream, and we weren't thinking of any added chemicals. We were thinking of uh, high butterfat content to, to make it rich and creamy and, and delicious. Uh, what makes your ice cream better and different than all the other ice cream makers in Metro Detroit, Dion? Yeah, so, well, you know, we can start with the fact that we actually make all of our ice cream uh, from scratch. And so you would be, be hard-pressed to name a single ice cream company in Detroit, and even Metro Detroit, that actually makes their own ice cream. So what most uh, ice cream companies do is they use a pre-manufactured mix, which is ice cream in a bag. Virtually all ice cream uh, makers do this. They buy ice cream in a bag that comes chock full of chemical stabilizers and emulsifiers. Uh, they put that bag of ice cream into their machine, and they put in artificial flavors and colors, and then that's the ice cream that comes out. Whereas when we make ice cream, we start with the ingredient we want first. So we make a roast strawberry ice cream. We use Michigan-grown strawberries, and then we add in milk, cream, and sugar uh, on top of that. Um, you know, no one talks about that enough, but most, virtually all ice cream makers, I can't even think of one right now that does not use a bag mix. So you, you, you started out uh, as a truck popping up all over Detroit. Now you've got a shop in the Buell building. Um, I, I'm, I'm wondering, Alexis, uh, what are the other ways, if there are other ways, for us to get that ice cream? Are you shipping it? Are, are people ordering it online? 
You know, we're getting a ton of inquiries, especially now that we've got the store for people to buy online and even to ship nationally. But we have not gotten to that point yet. So right now, making the ice cream is really just me and Dion day in and day out. And so we're keeping up with demand in that way, but also, you know, looking for more and more people to join our team, especially with strong culinary backgrounds. So once, as soon as we can, we would love to ship nationally um, and then also get into get into local stores and hopefully um, further our spread in grocery stores. So um, we're not there yet, but we absolutely plan to be. We know that Dion uh, took, uh, in fact, graduated top of his class at the Penn State Ice Cream Short Course. Uh, how did you learn how to make ice cream, Alexis? Yeah, so prior to him attending that class or that course, which I, I hope to attend as well eventually, um, we both studied with um, some lo- some local people that we've found that made ice cream, um, don't so much anymore, but have a ton of experience with it. Um, and then we just, you know, we bought every ice cream book on the market. Um, I think like Dion mentioned earlier, there are in other major cities, there's a lot of great ice cream artisans. A lot of them have put out cookbooks and just been very transparent and shared their recipes. Um, A lot of books on ice cream science. So, I mean, we've just read every ice cream book out there. We've seen every video and we've done a ton of experimentation. So it's been a few years of us just being totally immersed in, in the ice cream game. Dion, what's your favorite flavor? My current favorite flavor is the honeycomb ice cream that, that we make. Um, it's a raw honey-infused custard with bits of house-made honeycomb in it. It's absolutely perfect. And Alexis? Yeah, so my favorite is undoubtedly our malt cherry chocolate flavor. Um, I know that's a mouthful, but if you uh, don't, I know some people aren't crazy about cherries, but if you don't mind cherries, I absolutely recommend that everyone tries that. I love cherries. Who could not like cherries? I know. We, we get quite a few people that aren't crazy about cherries, but... Really? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like olives, I guess. What's wrong with olives? Oh, okay. I know. <laughs> I'm not going to go through the, the entire food chain. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, I'm a simple guy. I like good vanilla ice cream. You mentioned butter pecan. I love good butter pecan ice cream. I like coffee ice cream. Um, those just coming to mind, those might be my three, uh, uh, favorite uh, flavors. Do you have those? We've got those. We don't actually have a vanilla at the moment, uh, but we really want people to sort of step outside of the box and try new things. We, we feel really confident about some that everybody loves. So it's not like if you, if you like vanilla, there's nothing for you. Um, but yeah, we've got all of those other than vanilla. All right. Well, uh, that's well put. Milkandfroth.com. Uh, milkandfroth.com. If you'd like to know more about uh, people who are proud to be serving what they say, some of the best ice cream in the country, everything they serve is made from scratch in their production kitchen in Eastern Market. Uh, they they do have a, uh, a store location now, uh, Brooks... Uh, Bricks, not Brooks, but Bricks mm-hmm. and Mortar location. Give that location again. That is uh, the building, the Buell building, on the Congress side. So the Buell building is located at 535 Griswold, but we are on the Congress side of that building. All right, the Buell building on the Congress side. Uh, Dion Chow, Alexis Madison, co-founders of Milk and Froth, thanks for joining us on Opportunity Detroit. We hope that we can, for 
uh, experimental business uh, reasons, <laughs> get a chance to try some of your ice cream very soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Paul. Thanks, Thank Paul. you, Alexis. Thank you, Dion. Thanks. Thank you, Dion. We appreciate you being with us on Opportunity Detroit. Philip Phil Fresh Simpson joins us now on Opportunity Detroit. Phil Fresh is a painter and muralist who works uh, relentlessly to create his smile-branded paintings, murals, and clothing. His work can be found displayed in galleries, special exhibitions, and public spaces, frankly, across Metro Detroit and across Salzburg, Austria. He resides in Detroit with his wife and two daughters, lives by the motto, One World, One Smile. Well, that's a nice uh, motto to live by, Phil Fresh. How did you come by that? Oh, man, just uh, just want to spread joy, man. It all started on the east side of Detroit where I'm born and raised. And um, when I started doing my artwork with smiles and it, just feedback just kept going. So we just kept it going and so happy to be here today. Well, we're so happy to have you. Tell us a little bit more about yourself and uh, and for that matter about your art. Sure, sure. So around uh, 2010, I said, man, I can draw and paint really well, but I really want to spread joy and, and talk about smiling and all of my artwork and my clothing. And so that's kind of when the change started. I started doing art shows where the whole theme is smiling, passing out stickers with smiles on it. And it seemed to, it seemed to just kind of get a, get a domino effect, and it's contagious. So now in 2021, we're still going. Yeah, like I like I said to you, maybe before we get on the air, you you just just thinking about your motto, "One World, One Smile," puts a smile on my uh, on my face, and uh, and it puts it puts a smile on everyone else's face too. It it really has caught on, hasn't it? Oh, it, it really has. Um, been very blessed with an opportunity to provide for my family every day just by doing what I love, and um, that's everything from the large projects to the paintings that people buy. Um, just providing for my family um, is, a, is a blessing in itself. But when it comes to smiling, I try to live by it. I try to um, donate my time to different organizations just to make sure even when I'm not creating art, I'm still spreading joy in a way where people and humanity can just keep going, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so are you a Detroiter? Did you start in Detroit or make your way to Detroit? No, yep. Actually, born and raised here on the uh, east side of Detroit, a seven mile in Hoover. Um, so I'm a proud Detroiter, been here my whole life, and um, just excited that I can spread my artwork around the city. Well, it's all great. I mean, to be able to do that in your hometown and also get this uh, this wonderful recognition worldwide with your art. I mean, it doesn't does it get any better than that, Philip? Uh, no, this is definitely a, a dream come true every day. I, I I don't take it for granted, man. I mean, going get, when I got my passport. And I was able to try to uh, fly to Austria to do some artwork there. Oh man, I couldn't believe it! <laughs> Little kid Isn't from the that, east side right. on an eight-hour flight to paint smiles—it felt really well. <laughs> that is fabulous. Now, give us some recommendations. We're with Philip Simpson, known as Phil Fresh, painter, muralist, works relentlessly to create his smile-branded paintings, murals, and clothing, and he's everywhere. Uh, give us uh, maybe a little help in how we can support local art in our community. Oh, no, that's a great question, and I'm glad you asked me to do that. So I'm only one of a, 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 a many of artists who's waking up every morning following their dreams 
and uh, creating art. And sometimes it's not only to purchase art, but uh, social media is, is big these days and just sharing it, the, the artwork, um, going to art galleries, just kind of just encouraging the youth that you can be an artist, you can follow your dreams, you can paint, dance, uh, write songs, you can you can just make sure that art is still in their life, you know? Because it's, it's not about me anymore, it's about the youth, the tomorrow. So um, as long as I can inspire the youth to keep going and keep creating, I'm, I feel like I'm doing my job. It sounds like, uh, Phil, you feel that uh, with, with God-given talent, um, you should explore your abilities, whether it is in music or in painting or any other, any other kind of or form of art. It makes yes. sense to not just think about it, but act on that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I started drawing at an earlier age. I found art at an early age, and it changed my life. Built confidence. Uh, my grades got better. Um, relationships with my mother got better, just because I found something that I love, you know. And uh, whether it's whether it's basketball or um, TV, you know, you want to write film. When you find it, stick with it. You know, I, I hear a lot of times where, oh man, I used to draw back in the day. I stopped, and I will pick up the pencil again. <laughs> you know, do an hour a day. You know, if it, if it brings joy to your life, it, it may it may make a difference. You know. Well, and, and it brings us back to uh, a word we're hearing more and more, maybe not enough, but more and more, and that is gratitude. Have gratitude oh, for yeah. the blessings and gifts you have. Oh, very much so. Uh, I truly believe I've been and blessed, and, I, and I'm always saying thank you, and I always want to give back um, because I, I feel like one of the lucky ones, man. I've been truly blessed in drawing, creating art, those uh, the opportunities I get, I don't take it lightly. It's um, and then the public art, but the people get the chance to see it. They give me high fives. They give me hugs. They say thank you, and uh, it just makes you feel good. I want to continue painting smiles so you know I'm 80 years old somewhere. <laughs> well, that's great. That's fun. Uh, well, well, good for you, and uh, and good for all of us to think about that and and taking advantage of whatever blessings we have and then realizing it and having that gratitude. It makes, well, it's a life-changing difference, uh, that's for sure. How do people oh, find yeah. your art, Phil? Oh, yeah, so currently I'm on, on Instagram, uh, Art by Philip Simpson. I always post artwork, and you might see me post my family on there as well, proud father and husband. Um, and then I, right now I have a huge installation downtown at Midway um, on Monroe. It's a basketball court and different murals around the city. Philip, Phil Fresh Simpson, all a part of Opportunity Detroit, taking advantage of it. A pleasure, Phil. Nice meeting you. We'll oh, talk thank again. Thank you so much. You got it. Keep smiling. And, absolutely. And uh, one world, one smile, my friend, your line, as Opportunity Detroit continues. Finally, on Opportunity Detroit, we say hello to Sean Geller, co-founder and CEO of Quickly. Quickly is a technology platform that leverages incentives and psychology to immediately increase response around key marketing initiatives. He spent 12 years studying consumer response and the last eight helping hundreds of top retail and restaurant brands increase theirs. To date, Sean and his team have motivated 
over 17 million consumers more than 34 million times. Sean Geller, my friend, those are impressive numbers. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. This is a marketing technology platform that really any business could use, it seems to me. Tell me, tell me about quickly the story behind it and how you're helping people. Sure. So uh, I was growing up as a kid, and I noticed that my parents really did not like shopping um, at all. Um, they always had a negative opinion about it, and um, except for really one day a year, and that was during, believe it or not, Black Friday. Hmm. Um, just the visceral responsiveness to it, the excitement, it was an event. And so what we did was we kind of dissected that when I got done with college, and I said, you know, let's figure out a way to replicate that magic and allow a brand really whenever they want to, to activate consumers and acquire customers using the same kind of magic found during things like Black Friday. So we, so we basically took all the pieces and parts of what makes it work um, and have created a very turnkey way for brands to kind of push button, drive demand um, and customers uh, when they like to. Well, another uh, term that that I have not heard, but I can understand it, I think, it, urgency marketing, a technology that offers brands a way to bring the visceral excitement seen during events like, uh, like Black Friday, like Amazon Prime Day, um, and bring that to the everyday. While you were saying what you were saying, Sean, I was thinking, gee, Every day is like Black Friday for me because I like to shop. Just think, if I had been your, your father, uh, because I like to shop all the time, you may never have done this and become the success you've become. We, we may not have. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is a phenomenon that you see today with things like um, Amazon Prime Day, even sneaker releases, right? The, the whole Nike kind of Jordan release uh, calendar schedule. Um, PlayStation 5, I mean, the idea of building anticipation, creating scarcity around a certain product set, um, it really is powerful at infusing kind of this fear of missing out, the FOMO that everyone talks about today. And then ultimately that creates a little bit of healthy competition, as we call it, with, uh, with your fellow consumer. So is urgency marketing exactly as it sounds? It is what it is? It, it, it really is. I mean, it's using those different elements um, to drive urgency to act from consumers when maybe they wouldn't otherwise. So unlike a standard, let's say, coupon offer, um, the concept that we have that we came up with is if you spin that upside down, really make it be perceived more scarce, more urgency to act, the general perception from the consumer fundamentally changes for the brand for the better. And so the way that we do that is we, we tease out these campaigns. They're very digitally focused. Um, consumers can find out about it from the brand, you know, signing up for the brand's email database, following them on social. And the idea is that there's a teased out set of rewards from a brand that's coming sometime soon. Um, the catch, though, is that as a consumer, you have no idea when that is. Um, you just know that if you kind of digitally raise your hand today, um, you'll get notified by text or email, by a text message or receiving, you know, a single email. And the faster you are to respond to that when that does happen, the better off the incentive or opportunity can be. And so it, it, it really is quite motivating to get people to kind of react when they want otherwise. And brands can, can build an audience who's waiting, kind of chomping at the bit um, for that next release. I remember uh, a long time ago discussions in retail, how they had their... 
everything was kind of upside down. I'm not talking pandemic. I'm talking years and years and years ago where somebody figured out, you know, we put our biggest push on and get the most customers in to our retail location when we have lowered the prices the most and therefore lowered our profit the most. They had to deal with that, and I suspect, I hope that they have by now. Yeah, it is. A, it's a tricky balancing act, right? And, you know, it's a race a little bit to the bottom um, for retailers and even candidly now restaurants, unfortunately, with the third-party aggregators, especially during the pandemic, right? There's been right. a fuel of, of growth in those areas, and unfortunately, they need to get better and smarter with how and when they discount. Um, if they're going to survive and really, you know, continue to have long-term growth. Uh, your team has created a couple new products. Uh, Sean Geller, co-founder and CEO of Quickly, a uh, couple of new products recently that are helping brands through this uh, pandemic time. Can you tell me about them? Sure. Yeah. So, um, so the two products that we've recently rolled out are Quickly Drop and Quickly Swap, and both of them are very more, much more of a instant kind of gratification moment where if you know, on the fly, there's new product that a restaurant brand is introducing on their menu. They could drop this at some point to their loyalty database and have them respond, claim an offer to use towards, a you know, uh, that new product trial. Um, and you can motivate them to go and purchase through their mobile app or through web or what have you. And kind of it's a, a surprise and delight moment, per se. The other one is a swap um, type of campaign where it's an exchange, right? So if I'm a brand and I'm looking for someone to join my SMS program that I recently rolled out, you can reward someone or a certain number of people based on, you know, them signing up for SMS. So it's kind of a, that's why it's called swap, right? So it'd be swapping out like uh, um, signing up for SMS for getting, you know, that advantage of the, uh, the reward. Fascinating. Uh, any last things you might say, uh, advice for small business owners? You know, I'd say just get out there and, and get uncomfortable, right? Um, try and find a network of people that you maybe haven't engaged with previously to understand what they're doing and how they're looking at the, uh, the space that you might be playing in. Um, ask for advice. Don't be afraid to do so. And um, I think really good things could, could come from kind of getting outside of your comfort zone. Well, I think that's excellent advice from a guy who's got a lot of experience uh, in dealing with things like we've said of urgency marketing and other things that we've learned about today in our conversation with a guy that Sean and his team have motivated over 17 million consumers more than 34 million times, well worth listening to what he has to say and, uh, and maybe uh, becoming aligned with quickly. Uh, you can go online at quickly.com to find out more information, quickly.com. And the co-founder and CEO of Quickly, spending this part of the uh, program with us, Sean Geller. Thank you, sir, very much. Thanks for having me, Paul. It is our pleasure. That's going to do it for uh, this uh, opportunity, Detroit. And uh, we appreciate you being with us, seeking us out every weekend and uh, various other times that Opportunity Detroit will play for you, uh, dedicated to showcasing Detroit's gems and improving the region through thoughtful conversation with those committed to seeing Detroit's revitalization. I'll talk to you mornings, Monday through Friday, on WJR. Go on out, make it a great rest of your time for this day. Regards, Paul W. Smith.